Steve, what? you promised me. I relied on your promise. Yeah. You knew I was gonna rely on your promise. And now I just spent several hundred dollars on this new fancy schmancy mic. Yeah, I'm really sorry about that, Dan. I know that's kind of inconvenient. Oh, yay, oh, yay, oh, yay. All present having business before the Honorable, the Supreme Court of the United Welcome States. Welcome to the U.S. Law Essentials Law and Language Podcast, the legal English podcast for non-native English speakers that helps you improve your English listening, improve your legal English vocabulary, and build your knowledge of American legal culture. Hi, this is Daniel. And before we begin today's episode, I want to remind you that U.S. Law Essentials offers online courses in legal English and online courses in U.S. law. Our courses are designed for international attorneys, students, translators, and bar candidates. If you have any questions, please contact Daniel at daniel at uslawessentials.com. Also, please visit us at uslawessentials.com and join us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Welcome to the U.S. Law Essentials Law and Language Podcast. I'm Daniel Edelson. And I'm Stephen Horowitz. And today we're continuing our Law Exam Essential series in which we talk about topics essential to law school exams and the bar exam. And today we continue our discussion on topics relevant to contract law. Specifically, we're going to be focusing on promissory estoppel. Promissory estoppel. Is that like where you promise to stop doing something? You know, Steve, despite your inaccurate definition of the legal term, I have to say I'm really persuaded and impressed, I think because of just how sonorous and beautiful your voice sounds over your mic. Oh, wow. Thank you. You, you, you. you make me feel so good, even though you just insulted me. Uh, <laughs> well, this microphone, is, is it's a great microphone. Uh, it's a Samson Q2U. Um, you don't have one? I don't have one, but, you know, and they're not even a sponsor, unlike Johnny Depp. But <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to get one. In fact, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really envious. Oh, well, Dan, I want you to sound as good as I sound. So, you know, I'll give you the money. You you get one and I, I will give you, I think it's a few hundred dollars. And, and you know, uh, I promise to give it to you and go ahead and get one. No kidding. For realsies? For realsies. Oh, thanks. Well, let me just go on my favorite online shopping network that begins with an a and ends with a mazan no a different one i i i, I like i like the one that that doesn't ever give you your money back but okay. i'm not worried because of because 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 you're, you're you're a dear friend and done and done all set uh, it's supposed to arrive tomorrow oh great thanks you can just wire the money to my bank account oh yeah you know what as you were doing that, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I really shouldn't pay for this. So I, I just feels awkward. So I think I'm I'm not going to pay for it. Steve, what? You promised me. I relied yeah. on your promise. You knew I was going to rely on your promise, and now I just spent several hundred dollars on this new fancy schmancy mic. 
Yeah, really sorry about that, Dan. I know that's kind of inconvenient, but I promised, you know, you made, I made a, an offer and you accepted, but what, what did you give me? I don't, I don't think there was any consideration in that, in that. So I think there's not an enforceable contract there. Wait a second. You're saying that because you offered to pay for the mic and I said, sure, that would be great. You're saying you don't have to reimburse me because there was no consideration. There was no return value coming from me to you. Yeah. What do I get out of it? My friendship. Eh, it's not, that's not so valuable. Right. And plus I, plus I, I, I gave a backhanded insult before. Yeah. Right. So that's not an enforceable form of consideration. Yikes. But Steve. What? I might be able to successfully sue you. Oh no. At least part of what you owe me, if not everything. Wait, does this tie in with promissory estoppel? It does. It does. How? So promissory estoppel is a substitute for consideration. And it's applicable in certain circumstances where somebody detrimentally relies on someone else's promise, even though there was no return consideration. Detrimentally relies. So detriment is like harm. So if, if something is to my detriment, it's like I'm, I lost something. So you relied on my promise to your detriment, meaning you relied on my promise and then you went and spent money. So now you don't have the money, but you're right. because you were expecting to get it from me. Right, right. So if in fact you made that promise, and I re- and I reasonably relied on it, and then I got hurt. There was that detriment to me because of my reasonable reliance on your promise. I might have an argument that you can't get out of your promise. You're stopped from refusing to reimburse me. Ah, and that's so it becomes like a substitute for the consideration. Now, right. So I didn't really give you anything in return for your promise to reimburse me for the mic, but I could argue, I could at least try to argue that you made the promise, you knew that I was going to rely on it and do my online shopping, and then you, then you just. Well, you you betrayed me, Steve. I'm having trouble going on right now, but you betrayed me. And now, as a result of this detrimental reliance, I'm out several hundred dollars. Wait, so as I'm thinking about this and this promissory estoppel idea, now I'm thinking of another situation. What if you are a charitable organization, a nonprofit, and I say, I promise to donate a million dollars to you? And you go, great, we're getting a million dollars. And then- okay. Not that I would ever believe you again, Steve, but yeah, okay, keep going. Keep well, going. Let's, maybe I'm a different Steve now. Um, okay. We, we've gone through friendship therapy and we're, we're, we're trusting each other again. Okay. Anyway, but now I'm about to ruin all that because I promise a million dollars and you're like, great. And, and then uh, a week later, I say, you know what? 
I, I'm not going to donate a million dollars. I'm not happy with you guys for some reason. Is that enforceable? Is there promissory yeah. estoppel in that situation? Steve, I, frankly, I don't know exactly um, the answer to that question. My understanding is that there are a number of cases in which a person promises to donate money and then the charitable organization relies on that promise and they may do things like allocate a certain amount of money in their budget to a certain project or assign personnel to some sort of um, charitable activity, all based on the promise of this donation. And under those circumstances, courts might be um, more willing to enforce the the promise. So what would you do if you got this that type of question on an exam where someone promises money to a charitable organization but then then refuses to make the donation? I I think if I got that on an exam, I would I would uh, bring in the concept of promissory estoppel. Uh, I would probably say that the charity or the nonprofit would have a strong argument for enforcing the original promise to donate money uh, based on the, the concept of promissory estoppel. Yeah, and I, I think that's a good strategy. But certainly, first you would want to walk through the elements of a contract and then point out if the element of consideration is lacking how the how the plaintiff could then try to recover based on a theory of promissory estoppel as a substitute for consideration yeah that is a persuasive way to do it to lay out the components of uh what what makes a contract and then explain that promissory estoppel is the consider is a substitute for consideration Wait, so Steve, if you're really persuaded by that argument, uh, then I, I guess you, you'd have to agree that there, you really have no choice but to send me to send me the money, right? Uh, I promise, sorry, that I will stop sending you the money. Uh, I'm not really sure what that means, but I guess now would be a good time to admit that I I, I didn't actually order the order the microphone. So. Oh, good. Well, Dan, you sound good anyway, regardless of what microphone you use. Seriously, do you promise? Uh, yes, I promise. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks for your help, Steve. Stay essential. Stay essential.